Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 185. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is The Butterfly Effect. The Aussie rock band are releasing their first full-length record in over 14 years later this week, which is entitled Four. In today's episode, we're speaking with frontman Clint Bogue about the long break between records, how their songwriting has evolved, and returning back to the road after COVID. Here we go. Our guests today are an Australian rock band from Brisbane. Having formed in 1999, They won over fans for 10 years before releasing their last studio record in 2009. Now, 14 years later, we're finally receiving a fourth record from the band, aptly titled Four. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from the Butterfly Effect, Clint Bogue. Hello. Hello, my friends. How's it? How you doing? How you doing? Doing very well today, Clint. How are you today, mate? Yeah, good, good. Feeling uh, feeling the vibe. I'm feeling good. I did a uh, hard out gym session on my legs this morning and I hobbled out like an old man. And in that moment, I realised that I may have gone a bit hard. So to all those people out there that <laughs> would know the feeling, tomorrow I will not be moving whatsoever. I, I think that's what I always find is after going and, and focusing on the legs is that it's always that next day of whether the legs are going to agree with me or whether they're not and whether you're falling out when you get out of bed or whether you're okay. 100%. I had trouble getting into the car this morning and that was before I did legs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble. I have my fingers crossed and my prayers said for you for tomorrow morning, Clint, so all, all the best for tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Um, it is a very exciting time for you at the moment. Um, this Later this week, we have a brand new record from The Butterfly Effect coming out. It is four or IV in Roman numerals, but um, congratulations, mate, because firstly, this record is brilliant and huge sounding, massive. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's um, it was a very creative effort on behalf of the band to come up with the, with the <laughs> album title. Let me tell you, it was uh, we agonised over it, um, to which Benny, uh, our drummer, just said at the end, he's like, why don't we just call it four? But we'll write it in a Roman numeral style so we're a bit, little bit cooler. And we went, yeah, okay, that'll do. Um, because there was arguments. We were, we were kind of like, you know, everyone wanted their their title to be uh, the album title. But um, it's funny, the artwork is a uh, is the bullet and it's quite stark. And um, the way that Benny was sort of explaining it was like, you know, is it the silver bullet? Is it the cure-all? 
you know, is it something that's going to cure your ills or is it the thing that's going to end you? And I was like, man, that's, that's really cool. I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, when everyone hears that intro, um, it's almost like a gunslinger coming into town. That's and that's when I heard it. Um, I kind of hijacked it because it wasn't supposed to have anything on it, and um, I snuck into the studio and laid that track, <laughs> the whistle track, down and and put all that other stuff behind it. And Kurt was like, "Man, you hijacked the intro. It wasn't supposed to have anything on it." And I was like, "Oh man, come on, you you can't you can't leave that to me. You just can't." It's it's the way it's what's going to happen, um, but yeah, we're really excited. We're really stoked with the album. We think it sounds amazing. Forrester Seville, our um, uh, producer slash mixer extraordinaire, um, has done a fantastic job. We're very uh, very happy with that. I think a lot of a lot of effort went into the sequencing of the album, like track to track, because we wanted it to be almost like theatre. We want it to be like a mini movie. So each song represents like an act and or scene um, in the movie and it progresses, um, you know, from track to track in a sort of theatrical style and that's how we imagined it. So I think Kurt went through like 20 or 30 different combinations of how those songs were going to sit. We knew what we wanted at the start and at the end but it's the middle Um, and I still hold to the fact on Begins Here, our first album, I'm like, man, we've got... Or we put always in the wrong spot. We just it's just one of those things. So it is something we're very mindful of. Of course. Well, firstly, I would agree it is very grand and I would say cinematic in scope. It is almost like a um, what is it like a novella? Like there's lots of it's a telenovela, a novella yeah, um, yeah. where there's lot, yeah lots of little stories, but in a, in a very cinematic kind of way that you've thread throughout. And I think um. I'm glad that you've done the track listing the way that it has landed because I think you've done a perfect job with that as well. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate that because, yeah, a lot of effort goes into that sort of stuff. And I think it's interesting the way that I – because I've got two uh, teenage boys. um, My sons live with me. And it's interesting watching them digest music these days where it's more single-based. And I've noticed a lot of the songs are actually getting shorter. Um, so they were playing me like, you know, Juice World and Triple X Tension and, and those guys and there's there's tracks on there for like a minute 35, two minutes. I was like, wow, it's interesting because the, you know, the underlying melody only changes like once. Do you know what I mean? So whereas in sort of popular rock music or popular, you know, contemporary music, it's um, A, B and C. You know, we use those like three formats. It's like verse, chorus, middle section, and we just rotate those around. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. We had visiting hours was originally like um, that used to be like six minutes long um, and it used to roll through a, a various format changes or like sequencing, or, you know, as it the arrangement um, and then we had to cut it down just because it was we were falling asleep by the end of it. We were kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was another chorus, there was an extra verse, there was a middle section that went double the length. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely something that I kind of wanted to raise because it, what you just mentioned, the musical landscape has definitely changed in between. Uh, this record and the last record from The Butterfly Effect. That last record was The Final Conversation of Kings. I believe it was uh, 2008 that that record came out. So it has been a while between drinks for yourselves and and obviously uh, the musical landscape has changed maybe even two or three times from then. Mm. Um, I guess firstly, coming back after that time, what was that? 
feeling like going, yep, let's put the band back together and, and get back into this. Yeah, frightening, horrifying, terrifying. I think because, yeah, it, like you say, the, the musical landscape had changed so dramatically since last time we'd released an album. I mean, you know, you've, you don't have to wait as long to get a Tool album um, as you have for a <laughs> Butterfly Effect. That's saying something. Uh, and that's crazy. And that wasn't on purpose, by the way, everyone out there. No, that wasn't you guys just had to show them up. <laughs> yeah, 14 years. Um, we've changed a lot, obviously. Um, you know, the musical landscape's changed a lot. The listeners have changed a lot. Everyone's grown and aged and matured. Um, so a lot of the people that were listening to us, you know, back in the day have now got kids that can come and see us. Do you know what I mean? So, and which is interesting because one of the guys um, who's a great, has been a long time fan, he was like there at the very beginning and he brought his um, a kid along to watch one of the shows. And it was amazing. There's like, there's that generational gap bridged. Um, but also it was like a time machine for some people when we came back. Um, and we were very excited and really encouraged by the uh, amount of love that we got when we came back. Um, judging by the shows, a lot of them sold out. So that was really cool. So I think the natural next progression was to um, produce this album. And we went back through all the hard drives that we'd had since, like, you know, 2008, 2009, off the back of what we did with Final Conversation of Kings. And Visiting Hours was song number two. In the um, in the sequence of demos written straight after that album, um, so we had a lot of the stuff already written, and we just cherry picked like all the best stuff or riffs <laughs> that we really liked. I think only a couple of new songs were written for this album, um, and I really wanted to make sure that there was something on there like the heavier songs like "So Tired" and "Nil by Mouth" are really reminiscent or could have been quite at home on the EP or "Begins Here." Um, maybe yeah in slightly different format for begins here but they were kind of really gnarly and and big and 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 blustery uh whereas some of the other songs like visiting hours could have been on final conversation of kings so um and that was lucky that we had all of that because you know coming back i was like man what are we going to do but because we had links back to that time it felt a little bit easier to make that transition I was going to, to raise this because, yeah, that song uh, from my research found out that it was written not long after that last record came out. And I guess when you're going back and, and looking at all these things that you've previously d d uh, created or done that didn't, for whatever reason, quite make the cut, I guess with the, what is it, with the luxury of hindsight, with, with time, what was it about Visiting Hours and some of these other tracks that kind of stood out now and, and made them, I guess, I don't want to say worthy of, of, of revisiting or, or retooling, but I guess, was there a process that you went through in listening to some of these songs and going, yep, this is still us? And was there some songs that you're like, we didn't do these for a reason? <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's a great question. Absolutely. I think um, we chose the songs that really resonated with us, like now in the moment, you know, and so I guess if they still resonated with us now and they were written in 2008-9, then we knew that they were keepers. Um, whereas some of the other songs we, we listened to and they just, they we yeah, there was a few songs. <laughs> I was just sitting there going, uh, we might, yeah, leave that one in the, uh, <laughs> you know, in the archive room on the cutting floor. But, yeah, man, that's exactly right. So that's how we did it. We just really listened to what we had and if it still made us feel a certain way or it was a link back to that time, then it was 
you know, it was given a green light to be worked on for the album. And I think we only worked on maybe one or two songs more than we would have needed that, that didn't make this round. And But in saying that, we do have five demos, about five demos in the bank for the next album. So we, I said to the guys, so I really want to turn around rather quickly so that, you know, the fan base that we're building, rebuilding um, and re-engaging old fans, we're not leaving them hanging for any longer than maybe 12 to 18 months because I think it's that trust um, factor and we like in that rebuilding phase, it's so important for a band to make sure they tour an album properly and put all of their PR behind it, their full weight, but also back it up with another release. So there is talk about doing an EP or really like putting the um, foot to the floor and, and maybe doing another album. But I think an EP would be, you know, probably more the go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That's very exciting. Regardless of what that end product ends up being, I know that there's quite a few people who are very excited about, well, just the prospect of, of um, new music from yourself, as you mentioned before, uh, the I think there were friends of mine that were in their mid-twenties when that last album came out and one in particular who I won't dox in public, <laughs> he's about to turn 40 soon and I know he's still very excited regardless of his age. So it is, I, it's very exciting to hear that there is a continuous kind of stream of new music coming from from you guys in the band. Yeah, it's a, it's a good vibe, man. I think that's that's the thing that really struck me is the vibe in the band room has never been so good. I think we're just getting on better than ever. There's a there's a level of respect um, and trust that has uh, really come to life since we've got gotten back together. And I think we've all matured. There's you know the, that water has flowed. Enough water has flowed underneath the bridge. I think everyone because everyone's had kids. You know, everyone's had to have day jobs to support themselves. Whereas you know we were just twenty four seven musos before the break. Um, and you know that c- coupled with relentless touring and touring, uh, you know, across um, Europe and into America, it just it it killed us. I think we just spent too much time together. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting to have this new um, prospect with with new music and and new touring. And there's a new life in the band. There's a new respect. It's good times all around. And like COVID's over, the venues have opened up. People are coming back out. So it's like let's go. One hundred percent. Without um, getting too far into, because it's it's purely no one's business except for the band. So I don't really want to talk about the specifics of why there was a break. But I guess, do you remember having the conversation of 
guys, maybe we should get back together. Maybe it is time to 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 rejoin each other back in the studio. Yeah, man. Look, it just I think after all that time of just being in each other's faces for so long, it got to a point where I needed to take time out for my mental health because I was just everything was just falling apart around me there was like you know stresses in my relationships there were stresses with the band you know it was putting pressure on everything so it just it was this you know cascading down and flow on effect um to where I just yeah mental health was more important and I think that's great that we're talking about it more and and more especially men are, are talking to each other more openly about it and it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to talk about it with your, you know, your, your nearest and dearest or, you know, find someone to chat um, with. But, yeah, that that journey through that to take the break and to realise that it was the, you know, that it was broken but to come back and to have that moment where, you know, we, uh, Kurt and I went to the, to the same gig. It was a Dead Letter Circus acoustic show at the, you know, New Valley Globe Theatre um, on that faithful night in 2017 and just like to have that interaction with him, it was really good. Like we just, you know, hugged it out. It was like, hey, man, yeah, that's really good. But, yeah, sending that email was was nerve-wracking. Like two weeks later I was wrestling with it. I was like, ah, oh, do we, do we, do I put it out there to try and get the band back together? But the response was overwhelming. And then once we had that initial get-together, all of us – there was a real you could feel the chemistry was still there but it had um there was a new respect and there was a you know a new want and a new energy to to go forward and make new music um but yeah it was all under the proviso Curdy was very strict he said look if the tour doesn't go that well if we don't get along there'll be no more new music so luckily <laughs> everyone was on their <laughs> their very best behavior and uh, we got it across the line so that's you know it's a real journey. It's a, it's an amazing story. You know from like 1999 when Ben and Kurt were at school and they were jamming together and they formed the Butterfly Effect. Um, and then when I came on board in 2000 to like you know losing their original singer and we lost a bass player and I got Glenn in. Um, it's an amazing story and one which like a couple of people have bugged me about and said, have you ever thought about writing some kind of book about it because I'm sure there's some great stories and we've got tons of debaucherous <laughs> not PG rated stories let me tell you it yeah. involves all everything you could think of if you can think of it it happened <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there might be something in that maybe uh for the next album we'll accompany it with a uh, a memoir so to speak I very much, I know we said we look forward to whatever product uh, that comes out, whether it's an EP, but I now, that that memoir has now gone to the top of the list in terms of looking forward to uh, <laughs> uh, what we can what we can expect to see from the Butterfly Effect. Um, as you mentioned, the, the tour that had you guys back on the road went very well and that is why we've been graced with new music. At the end of September, you are heading back out onto the road this year, I think with, uh, with Thornhill um, and one or two other bands. I guess having these new songs now, taking these new songs out onto the road, getting kind of tour ready, album ready, how are you guys feeling about getting back out and playing these songs in these beautiful venues? Yeah, it's like it's exciting but it's scary at the same time. I think because we're very hard on ourselves, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform and to deliver a a great energetic uh, show which is exciting 
for everyone to listen to, but also it has those peaks and troughs and those, you know, crescendos and the and the and the, the diving down into the depths sort of thing. Um, trying to put sequence a, a set of songs together, but not bore anyone. So we're quite mindful of that as well. That's that's always difficult. I think we've got a pretty good set. We played it the other night. Um, in the band room, uh, which was actually pretty good for a first run through. Uh, look, Thornhill, they're a great young new band that's exciting people. They, they've done tours through Europe and America. They're in America at the moment. They're doing great things. We've got Caligula's Horse that are going to open. They're a great melodic heavy rock band, uh, which are going to be exciting to watch. So it's a great bill. Um, we've really thrashed our production manager to create something exciting (laughs) you know but I think like when you're standing in a room full of like-minded people that are there for the same reason to enjoy music uh, to be a part of a community to be connected to one another through a common love I think that in itself is you know worth half the price of admission and then you get to watch three great bands do their thing and you get that little bit of time machine from the butters you know you get the new music that you've never heard from caligula's horse and thornhill it's really all-rounded you know you get to have um those moments with your friends you get to catch up with people you may not have seen it's a real community i love being a part of it and i think it's one of the great privileges um of being a musician especially in australia 100 percent. it is a um Again, as I mentioned, I know a number of people who are looking forward to coming to see you guys. Was there anything, I guess, over COVID or over the last 18 months since you've been able to tour last that you have really missed about kind of being on the road? Sometimes it's not the greatest place to be, but sometimes there are some pros to it. Is there anything you specifically, Clint, have have missed? Yeah, just being in front of people, just that interaction, that human interaction. I know a lot of people that really struggled um, with their mental health just because of that, because of the lack of interaction and that kind of being locked down. I know that other states had it way worse than Queensland. I think we got off pretty pretty lightly. Um, so it's getting f- back in front of people. It's jamming with the three guys, you know, on stage with me. It's getting to hang out with our crew who we really love, who are amazing people. Um, it's getting to sleep in cheap hotels again. It's getting to eat bad food again. It's getting <laughs> to, and then and then wondering why you wake up with like you know, not feeling great. Uh, but it's all of that kind of stuff. It's get in the van. It's go. Let's go. You know, it's airports. It's bad food. It's uh, catching up with people you haven't seen before. It's oh, it's great, man. I love it, and I think that's why we do it. You wouldn't do it honestly. You would not do it any other way. And um, if you didn't love it, you shouldn't be in it. So. There you go. Agreed. I think the, the 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 bad backs, the sore stomach from whatever kind of servo food you've had earlier in the day, it's, like it's all worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, Clint, uh, lastly, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to, if there's anything that's kind of on high rotation uh, for yourself at the moment. Absolutely. I've been sounding like a broken record. Um, I love uh, Spirit Box, Sleep Token, Bad Omens, uh, Polaris, been smashing those guys. Um, And now I'm back in the gym. It's anything heavy, anything, uh, you know, that's uh, exciting. Man, there's so much great music around. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah. It's those those four bands right off the top of my head. The new Thornhill album. Uh, what else? Oh, jeeps. So much. 
So much. And then I'll like swing back to, you know, I'll listen to Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and Ozzy Osbourne albums and, you know, I'll sail through that. And then like I'll flick to classic FM sometimes and just listen to that because it's soothing because you can't, you know, you can't listen to bloody, you can't listen to <laughs> Slayer for eight hours of the day, man. You've got to have something nice to, to break it up. Earlier, um, very quickly, earlier in the chat, I know you mentioned your your two sons and some of the music they listen to. Do you find that there's anything from current day that is not inside of the kind of rock realm, maybe more, not necessarily Juice World, but is there something that you find that you learn from them or that they give you kind of recommendations? Oh, man, yeah. So my son's a big Sticky Fingers fan, um, massive, um, and I found them through him. Um, and I think they've got some great songs, some great music. Um, we got a chance to meet them and they were really nice to us. So we, I was very thankful for that. But, yeah, Sticky Fingers. Um, another one was, um, oh, what's, uh, oh, man, he's going to kill me. Um, we played it the other <laughs> night. He was he was loving that one. Oh, I can't think of the band's name. They're going to, oh, that's terrible. But, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's showing me a bunch of stuff. And he's also, my eldest son's playing guitar. So he'll come out and say, Dad, I learnt this song and, you know, it's great. So there's music is alive and well. We're passing the, the torch on, so to speak. Um, <laughs> and it's great. We love it. That's awesome to hear. Um, I, it's always lovely to hear when there is, um, I guess, music being passed down through the generations of, of the music, uh, of the, sorry, of the musicians that we're speaking to. Um, awesome. Clint, it. thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Congratulations on the album for it is out later this week from the butterfly effect but yes clint thank you so much for being on the podcast awesome thanks simon cheers mate thank you and that's our show a massive thank you to clint pogue and the butterfly effect for their time four is out this friday and with the links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or see them on tour we also want to give a huge shout out to fiona and on the map pr for helping out with today's interview if you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 